I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, may it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love today is a great day. Thank you so much for your love, for your blessings, dear Lord, for your power, your beauty, and your might. We're reminded this morning, dear Lord, of the way that you love us, giving us the opportunity here this morning to come, to sing praise to you, and to worship you, to gather around the table, and to listen to your word. Thank you so much uh, for loving us the way that you do. I pray that this worship this morning is, is pleasing to you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I know I can stand secure. Oh, Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I put my hope in your holy word. I put my hope in your holy word. I have a living hope. I have a future. God has a plan for me, of this I'm sure, of this I'm sure, Jesus, you're my firm foundation, I know I can stand secure, oh Jesus, you're my firm foundation, I put my hope in your holy word, I put my hope in your holy word. Your word is faithful, mighty in power. God will deliver me of this unsure, of this unsure. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I know I can stand secure, oh Jesus. You're my firm foundation. I put my hope in your holy word. I put my hope in your holy word. Amen. 
battle belongs to the Lord. In heavenly armor will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take your coat to fashion against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory. this morning will be from Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 22 therefore as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourself with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive one another if one any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not be embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Let's pray. 
Lord, we come to you thanking you for the chance to come here to your church to worship you and your son. We thank you for the many blessings you give us daily. We pray for those on our prayer list and others we know that are in need. Pray for this uh, congregation, for each family here. Pray for our youth. Just ask you to lead them and, and help us to lead them. Pray for the future of our congregation and that we make wise decisions and how to bring people to your kingdom. Right now, Lord, we just ask you to bless our service and our lesson this morning. And most importantly, we thank you for Jesus and what he did for us. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We'll sing the fourth verse through twice at the end of this. Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God.
wonderful Savior. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, a wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love, and covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, he taketh my burden away. He holdeth me up, and I shall not be moved. He giveth me strength as my day. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my mind in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand. With numberless blessings each moment he crowned and filled with his fullness divine. I sing in my rapture, O glory to God, for such a Redeemer as mine. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand. When clothed in his brightness transported I rise to meet him in clouds of the sky. His perfect salvation, his wonderful love, I'll shout with the millions on high. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand. We'll sing this song before our Lord's Supper this morning. Have you seen Jesus, my Lord? <clears throat> Have you ever stood at the ocean with a white foam at your feet? Felt the endless thundering motion, then I say, you've seen Jesus, my Lord. Have you seen Jesus, my Lord? He's here in plain view. Take a look, open your eyes.
seen the clouds suspend like feathers, then I say, you've seen Jesus, my Lord. Have you seen Jesus, my Lord? He's here in plain view. Take a look, open your eyes. He'll show it to to follow along, you can open up your Bibles to uh, Psalm chapter 18. I'm going to be reading just a few verses uh, from that uh, scripture there. And these are the thoughts of uh, King David coming from his heart and his mind uh, that became a psalm. I'm going to start in verse 1. I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Skipping down to verse 46, he continues, The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock. And exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who executes vengeance for me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. Surely thou dost lift me above those who rise up against me. Thou dost rescue me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to thee among the nations, O Lord, and I will sing praises to thy name. He gives great deliverance to his king. And shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. I want you to notice just here for a moment those last few words. 
to David and his descendants forever. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, because of his spilt blood, we as Christians are the descendants of David spiritually. And the God that took care of David and did some of the things for him that we just read about, that same God is carrying us through. He delivers us daily, whether we want to recognize it or not. We might not be conquering nations and doing some of the things that was big and obvious for David, but if we'll pause just for a moment and just examine our lives, I'd say God's still doing a lot of delivering of his people. And uh, that gives us, um, should give us a lot of uh, strength and courage, uh, a lot of encouragement. Because he's not only going to see us through the challenges of this life, he's going to see us through uh, to the next life also. So just here for a moment as we're about ready to take of the bread, which represents uh, Jesus' body. Let's think about this as we uh, do this together. Let's pray. Our God and Father in heaven, we are speaking to you, the one and only God who was there in the very beginning, who created uh, this world, spoke it into existence, and was in control then and is still in control today. Give us all the kind of faith and belief in you that David had, as we live our lives, we're thankful that Jesus, who was there with you in the beginning, was willing to come to this earth and, and uh, give the ultimate sacrifice once and for all for our sins uh, so that we can be seen as holy and blameless in your sight. Help us to always remember that uh, this morning and each day as we live, Father. Uh, we're thankful for your love for us, that uh, you care for us and love us that much that uh, you made this happen. We're thankful for that in Christ's name. Amen.
if you'll bear with me, I want to read the first four verses again. I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. As we all examine our relationship with God this morning, which is one of the things I believe that the communion is about, I want to encourage you to ask yourself this question, or these questions. Do I feel that way about God? Do I believe God is my stronghold and my fortress? I'm not holding David up to be Jesus, but I think that God, if we study the relationship he had with David, this is the relationship we should be striving for with God. We probably don't get there all the way, but it gives us something to shoot for. If we feel this way about God, if we believe this way, it changes how we think. It changes our opinion. It changes how we approach life and how we deal with each other and people we come into contact with every day. Not that we do it perfectly. But it changes how we approach this world. So as we, as we take of the, the fruit of the vine, which represents his blood, just pause for a moment and assess, do I talk to God this way? Do I think this way? And then in turn, does that shape how I approach each day? It's challenging, I know. Let's pray. God, you're an awesome God. Uh, you're more than we can imagine. It's scary when we even try to do so. Help our weakness. Help us to see you for who you are and the power that you have and how much you love us and uh, that we are your children and because of that you're going to take care of us. Help us to approach each day like that while we're thankful that uh, as we do stumble, as Satan does drag us into the hole sometimes that uh, the blood of Jesus covers those sins each day. Help us to be a people that never give up, that always keep fighting for you and your ways, and always uh, strive to be the people that you want us to be uh, each day as we live here together on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
Will you stand with me? You are holy. You are mighty. And you are worthy. Worthy of praise.
angels could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, Billows his will obey. He your Savior wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all this morning. I'm sure you're thrilled to be here. And uh, so thanks. Thanks for being here with us. If you're online and joining us today, we know there's a lot of sickness going around. And then there's still some, just some folks hanging out online with us. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Sean, thanks for the worship today, man. And Jeff, the encouragement. It's just good to be together, right? Uh, loving friendship, relationship, honoring God with with our words and our songs. There is a reason that we do this that's bigger than this, and uh, it's him, and so it's good to be here. We've been going through the, the Be Real, if you recall, the Be Real um, um, series, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and, and today the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. If you've been playing along, we talked about the first week, you know, we talked about the Be Real and the app and what it meant and how it's calling some, some people to just kind of being more genuine online. And we talked about how this, you know, this, 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 the Beatitudes, Galatians 5, you know, would really challenge us to be the real people God called us to be. Instead of living this farce, this, this uh, you know, this fraudulentness that he, you know, some have called it the imposter. There's somebody else alive in me that's not supposed to be here. That's why it doesn't fit right or work right so often. And that you don't belong here. But other than that, you know, he's called us to something else. So the first fruit is love. Talked about joy, peace, you know, unconditional love. And that joy that never goes away. A, a happiness in the spirit, not like happening. The world looks at happiness. But, a, but something, a joy that comes from God. And then a peace, you know, that we would say passes on understanding. But Jesus said his peace he would leave with us. And that's what he has done if we allow the spirit to develop that in us. And last week we talked about patience and um, the depth of and the beauty of. And I, I'm, you know, I need to go back and listen to that over and over. If patience is so freeing and so wonderful for those who, who live in it and those who um, receive it from you as well. So we're going we're gonna to press on through. We're going to pray and then we'll get started with the fruit of the spirit is kindness that's a good one for today father thank you so much for this day thanks for the blessings father that you shower on us every day and father one of them one of the incredible blessings you uh, man I, I yeah you share into our lives is just in in a in a passionate relentless way is your incredible kindness Wow, your kindness is so good to and for us, God. Thank you for your kindness that brought us together this morning, that saves us and loves us and builds friendships 
and relationships right here with us. And God, I pray that you would help us to be those who don't just drink it in, Father, but we share it with everyone. We love you, and today pray you would make us stronger and more kind. Not nice, kind, Father. We love you. In your son's name we pray, amen. So, so the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. So, um, you know, the, the difficulty here in, with kindness is trying to understand what this really is. And a part of a word study like this, you gotta, you got to really try to find the heart of Jesus in this. Why would he say something like the fruit of the Spirit is kindness? Because when you're kind, doesn't, doesn't everybody just walk on you? And the, the world is so lost for kindness, so broken and hopeless looking for kindness. We've said that they look for love and joy and peace in all the wrong places. They don't look for patience at all. And all of those things have just drained our kindness. The world is in desperate need for kindness. Um, if I were to capture in words, not the word, but in the essence of kindness... I would say it's something like my dear friend, our dear friend, Amber Foster in Honduras, you know, we're there, and this is where she just kind of lives. We were, we were um, feeding on the street one day, and this guy comes up, and I've mentioned this here before, he'd been in a knife fight. I have, I've never seen so many cuts on a guy. He just cut up, he had a shirt off, you know, he just came walking up looking for some food. I don't know, maybe 20, 25 different cuts. He was cut up, stitches everywhere, and they were just open. And she's like, what happened to you? And yeah, I was in a fight last night. Got him sold up, put him right back on the street. Well, Amber goes to the van and gets out some stuff, a, medic, a medical kit, and just starts washing, you know, all these cuts. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> I'm scared to get near the guy. He might have another knife or something. Well, actually, he might have needed a knife. I'm kidding. He, he was on the wrong end of all this, but she is like just washing his wounds, and, 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 it's, and, and, my, and, and the image that you're painting here, we know she is not, but it surely looks a lot like Jesus, right? Yadiel, our friend, um, he's, he's a Cuban, uh, he was a Cuban um, student at Baxter Institute, and he's a fabulous um, musician, and uh, he graduated Baxter Institute, could go back to Cuba, but they hired him as their, as their um, choir director and all those things. And he's, he's, he's a super musician. I would say, no doubt, professional. I mean, he was professional in Cuba before he came there. But he always will play, you know, wonderful songs for us. He always says, Jamie, I'm going to say it how he says it. You need to hear it like this. And I'm making fun. Broken English, very few words he understood at the time. I want to play a concert for you. I'll play a concert for you and your friends. And, uh, and, and the brothers and sisters. That's why he says, play concert for your friends and, your, and brothers and sisters. And when he starts to play a song, you'll remember this, all of you who've been blessed to hear Yadiel play a concert for us. He would say, this is a very, very amazing song. This is a very amazing song. Every song. It's what he understood for beautiful, good, whatever. That he was learning English. It's different now to talk to, to Yadiel, but he still says it because he gets what it used to sound like. So every, before every song, he says, this is a very amazing song. And everybody just laughs and loves it, not at him. In this moment, as he shares kindness from God with us, we've been working all day, and we come back and listen to the most incredible music. And everybody knows you couldn't pay for this concert back home I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Taylor Swift, you know. I'm just saying he's a professional musician, and he's phenomenal at it. He's amazing 
at that. You know, and he says those kinds of things. But then, you know, he, he, it's not just that he plays a concert. He, he, he would, you know, his uncle is a hat maker in, in Cuba. And so he sent send him a few hats. And so the hats that he sent his uncle, or his uncle sent him, he gave to Tyler and Jordan and myself. And these really cool baseball hats. And it, it looks like a, a sun hat. It doesn't look like a baseball hat. It's like a sun, it's, it's like a, a basket on your head. I mean, it's been wheat woven, but they're in Cuba. You know, it's really hot there. But he gave us these baseball hats. I have it at home, you know, and, and then he, and he'd make, his, he would have, 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 have us up for flan. His wife would make this cool dessert. And he's like, Jamie, you come up and have flan. Uh, come have flan. We have flan. Uh, Jamie, you invite the brothers. We have flan. <laughs> invite this. And we had, you know, after hours at curfew, we'd sneak into Yadiel's apartment and they'd make flan and we just had a blast. The kindness. There's a, there's a love there. There's something beautiful. If you, if you were going to look it up in the Greek, and sometimes you need to do this. A word study, a proper word study. But help us understand this. The word is cherestades. Okay? And what it, what it means, it has this deep feeling but it doesn't settle in the feeling. It's such a deep feeling that it moves me to do something for you. Kindness. If, if, you, if you chase it well, then you have to go back to, to the Hebrew, which is hesed. And we talked about hesed. Such a powerful, powerful word. Listen to hesed. Sometimes in the Old Testament, hesed is, is um, interpreted as Loving kindness. You know those songs, your loving kindness. You know, those beautiful songs that it doesn't go away. Your steadfast love. You know, in Lamentations, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. There's a, there's a power in this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And the emphasis is that this love is so steadfast, it will never, ever, ever end. That's why it says his mercies are new every morning. His faithfulness is great because his steadfast love, his kindness, his loving kindness, his unending love also has interpreted mercy. That's why those who know would say mercy is love's second name. It's powerful, right? Loving kindness, steadfast love, unending love, mercy. David would say your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. He's talking about his loving kindness kindness. Your faithfulness stretches to the sky. Talking same stuff. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountain. Your justice flows like the ocean's tide. I lift my voice. That's Psalm 36. That's David just spouting off about God's loving kindness. I can't quit talking about it. It's so incredible to me. I walked out of an eye appointment on, wow, Walked out of an eye appointment on Friday, and you all know the the retinal issue for a little while. And uh, and I, a couple of weeks ago, you gave me a shot in my eye. Who wants a shot in your eye? Well, I got one of those too. Thank you very much. And he was talking surgery again, resurgery, and I'm thinking I got to get on with this. I want to go back there. I want to get there and praying and wrestling. You're praying and wrestling. I was praying and wrestling, and I go in. He it's very long. Uh, wait, the computer's crashed, and I'm praying, and I hear him in the other rooms going, they're going to have to do surgery on this, and this is going to need to have another injection, and this going to, I'm like, I don't want that to be me, just all this stuff out there in the hallway, you know, because everything's down, you can hear everything. Comes into my room, 
Jamie, it's good to see you. Man, that eye looks like I want it to look. That's how it's supposed to look. The injections are working. Whatever you're doing is working. It looks really good. No conversation about, about, about um, surgery. No nothing. What do I need to hold back on? Nothing. Go do it, man. Whatever. Smacks me on the arm again. Doc, what can I do for you? <laughs> what can you do for me? I'm good, man. And it's God's loving kindness, right? Just filling a room. Just hanging out, giving good news, giving hope, sharing love. It's the, his loving kindness when we're right here that you get to hear and look and see and breathe and hang out with one another in him. Hear a good word. Have your heart stirred. The love that he has and love and joy and joy and peace and patience. All of this comes from his incredible loving kindness. It's where everything has its base. His loving kindness. Charistat is hesed. It's good to everyone. And so we would say things like, so what does it look toward us? And he would say, first, when I tell you what it looks to you, what it looks like to you, a little more deeply, I have to tell you that um, Jesus, you know, in, in the Sermon on the Mount says, you know, what, that, that I, the golden rule I do unto others as you have them do unto you. I'm going to do something for you, to you, in you, through you. Then I want you to live this out so well in me. And then when someone struggles with you or does wrong to you, I want you to love them with Kindness. I want you to be with them in kindness. I want you to share loving kindness, steadfast love, mercy, hesed. Cheris is, I want you to live in this kind of stuff I'm about to share with you. And in church, and when a few stores are rolling and, are, and we feel it, it's really cool. It's really neat and it's inspiring. But the hope of the world is that we step out and we realize that I can do this in the spirit of God every day to a broken world. And when things get weird and we're not really sure and what's the balloon and what's the other world the country's thinking and what in the world, God says, hey, where's your hesed, man? Where's your loving kindness? Where is your faithfulness? Where is this kindness that is so permeating my life into yours and should be in you to everyone? And so then he shares this with us, Paul, and, 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 and how kind God is to us. Show us what you mean, God, about your loving kindness. Paul, um, uh, there's a man in Acts 14, is, has a problem with his foot. Paul heals him. Suddenly they want to make him, you know, uh, they want to treat him like a god, right? Mercury, Jupiter, hey, hell. And, and, and he's like, whoa, whoa, this is not how this is. He says, why are you doing this? We too are only human. Like you, we are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God. Turn from the worthless things. There's, there's a kindness that's going to be offered to you. And the call is for me to see that this is so good. It's the hidden treasure, right? Sell everything. Turn to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Okay, made those, but what does his loving kindness look like to me? In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without a testimony. He's got a testimony. That's kind of fun hyping scripture up like this. <laughs> He's got a testimony. Let's go. This is it. He has shown kindness. He's shown kindness, loving kindness, right? 
the steadfast love, his mercy, all those things in a, in a bouquet, weird word, sorry. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Get an apple growing on a tree, cool apple. No, God's loving kindness. You got some strawberries, cool. No, not just cool, loving kindness. You're going to eat a banana. You're going to eat some green beans. You're going to get some lettuce and beets, you know, spinach. Yeah, God's loving kindness. Don't always taste like it, maybe. God's loving kindness. Things in season, out of season, always providing for you. Sun and rain, he always is the same. He's looking out for his children always. And they push us a little bit further in Ephesians 2. You know, talking about the love of God, the, 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 his, Paul's praying for them to be deeper in him. And he said, and God raised us up with Christ. He's talking about where they were before in the, in the struggles and the battles that they had had, the life they previously lived. You're a mess. <laughs> You're a big mess. But God raised us up with Christ. This image of, of, of immersion. You remember Romans 6 and those places that there's a raising up. He raised us up with Christ and seated us with him, him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness. Expressed in his kindness. Where? In, to us in Christ Jesus. He's, he's going to show his incomparable riches, the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us. What is his kindness to us? Jesus. Jeff's sharing a message about communion, what God has done for us. We love to tell the story of what? Of, of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We love to tell the story that while we were lost and while we were sinners, Jesus in heaven, God hanging out before the foundation of the world says, something's got to be done. We got this. I'll go. And eventually, when the time was right, he comes. He, he was born of a virgin. He lives a life of loving kindness, of hesed, of charistatis. He Everything he does is this. Heals sick. Feeds those who are hungry. Blesses those who are struggling. Gives children back to their mom. Those kinds of things. And, and the word is preached to the poor. It's his, it's his, it's his, it's his kindness. Demonstrating who the, the, the God is. Jesus, that this is what you, this is who I am. When you see me, you've seen the Father. It's his loving kindness reaching out to us. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that nobody can boast. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's a gift. It's something that happens in you. Your salvation, it's a gift. It's something that God does for you. And so, so when we see and we start to grasp this kind of thing, you know, we start to wrestle with, does God really love me this deeply? Because the steadfast love of the Lord, Scripture says, never ceases. The problem is, I've so often seen love that ceases. I've seen what was called love and somebody said was love and it, and it has an end to it. I'm done with you. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. But Titus reminds us again, no, God's love is not like your love. 
He says, but when the kindness and love of, of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. When Jesus appeared, remember we just heard that what, we demonstrated in, in his kindness how in Christ Jesus, and when, his, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, hesed. Remember that word, cherestatis. He saved us through the washing of, and rebirth, the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Listen, I need to tell you, you are so deeply loved by God. You can't get away from it. You can't shake it off. Back to Taylor Swift references. You can't get rid of it. It won't go away. You have to run scared on and on and on and on and on to get away from him. You can do it, not away from him, but you can absolutely turn away from him. But, 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 but with even your struggling, broken, hopeless efforts sometimes, battling even against yourself, doubting you're even good enough. God's going, you never were good enough. You're never faithful enough. You were never any of that. That's why my son died. You stop mocking his sacrifice for you and my loving kindness for you. I knew what you were when I made you. Abraham said what you were when he was haggling with me. Forgive me, I know I'm but dust and ashes. That's all I am. And believe me, God doesn't think you're more than that. He knows exactly how he made you. But he knows you're so much more than that because he knows exactly how he made you. Dust and ashes knit together in my mother's womb. Stop mocking his love for you by thinking you're less than you are. Man, his loving kindness. I don't want anybody to sit alone in a surgery with people you don't know, wide awake for hours. But oh, that you could sit alone in a surgery with nobody else around you that you knew, wide awake for hours. When all you can do is sing the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Remember every scripture you ever knew and saying, you got to get me through this next moment, God. You got to get me through this next moment, God. You got to get me through this next moment. He is so good. And even when I say that, I need to tell you this. I am, there's nothing strong in me or anybody else who's battled through anything difficult. We know the strength and the power and the hope has always and will always come from him. That's why kindness is such a big deal. Because the world will never have it if you don't let it de him develop it in you and me. It's a gift of the spirit. It comes no other way. And so the world is desperate for kindness. Why? Because... Well, sounds awfully pointed if I say, because we're not being very kind, <laughs> so I won't say it. <laughs> but we sure could use a lot of fruit of the spirit of kindness developed in us. And so, so the, we, what we would do then, then what God would say is, see this kindness I've given you, now I want you to share it with one another. And there are a lot of scriptures that say a lot about you know, how we ought to be with one another. We'll share one of those in a moment. We have already. But here is, I thought maybe it would work a little differently if we looked at the, the opposite, how, how not to share this, this hesed, this cherestas, this kindness that he's talking about. And this is one of the places where Jesus challenges his disciples in the not being, and in the not being, maybe we could capture a little more of the heart of the being. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. 
Now, listen, do not judge. Well, they, well, they, no, 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 no. Ever. He's the only judge. He's the only one. So do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And in, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And I guarantee you, if you're over 10 years old, you know exactly to a small degree how painful this truth is. You go wielding around your great judgment, all your insight and knowledge and understanding and how awful they are and how... And then after a while, you keep running your yep, and people start thinking, oh, you're all that then. Maybe I need to watch a little closer to know how such a good Christian works. And it's not very long, and you're like, stop looking at me. I need to keep my mouth shut. This is painful. This is not fun. All I do is damage. I'm not helping anything. Don't judge. You too will be judged. He goes on to say exactly what the scoop you use to bring it out. I'm bringing it back to you. He says, and why do you look? And here's where it gets a little deeper. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention? It's like a little hyper. He's being funny. He's big, you know, it's, it's a great sense of humor. But you got this big old plank in your own eye. And you're like, hey, let me see to get this. You know, this big old beam hanging out of your eye. And you're trying to get close enough to get the speck of sawdust. You keep poking your friend in, your, in the head, trying to get his eye clean with the big old plank in your eyes. Like, quit. I've got to get stitches now. And I've got a speck of sawdust in my eye. Look at it. you got this big plank in your eye. You're not even paying attention to it. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye? You're so not self-aware. You have no clue what's going on. All you do is damage. This is a gaping thing out of your eye. And you're like, I think I saw a little bit of crust in your eye from sleep. I'll get that out for you. Let me take the, let me take the speck out of your own eye. When all the, sorry, back up. How then can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And you hear him not in, in trying to, to shape us with encouragement. <laughs> He's trying to challenge us. Man, loving kindness don't look like that. Loving kindness looks at itself first. Kindness looks at me and says, how can I ever be kind to you if I don't let God be kind to me? Expose me to me. Reveal me to me. Challenge me to me so that then I can look at you and say, I've been there. I got to be real gentle how I take that out, man. I, I see people rubbing their eyes like, stop rubbing your eyes. <laughs> Quit it. Be kind to your eyes. Quit doing that. I see people hard on themselves. I see people being whatever, man, oh, man, and you as well, right? It's like, stop that. Be kind to you. It's a tough world. God is really good. So stop judging. Stop trying to fix everybody. Let God work with you and in, in kindness serve one another. There are specks, man. There are, there, there are things. There are crumbs and dust and all kinds of junk. Sawdust in people's eyes and they hurt. It's, not, it's hurting them. But until he allows you and to, to, to develop this and he develops this kindness in us, we're in no place. No place to be eye examiners. <laughs> 
optometrists spiritually or however you would want to say it, right? And so, so toward others, those who are struggling, your brothers and sisters, he says, be kind, be gentle, don't be like that. But then toward the world, you know, he challenges, challenges us with this kind of thought. You know, he's, he, he tells a story, it's a really neat story about someone who's, um, you know, he's talking about the end of judgment and how, you know, there's going to be a time when a king separates the sheep from the goats. goats he's going to call them all in. And, and, and he's going to look at the ones on his right, the, the sheep, and he's going to say, enter into my Enter into my joy. Why, why would you say that? Well, because I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. And I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you helped me. I was in prison and you visited me. And I said, when do we do this to you? When were you all those things? And it's, this is in Matthew 25, you know, and, and he says this to them, Sorry. The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whenever you did it for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me, right? For as often as you did it to one of the least of these, you did it for me. And then, and then scripture says he turns to the one on, the, on his left, and he, oh, wait a minute, don't want to miss this. Proverbs 19, 17 says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done, Right? He turns to the one on his left, you know, and then he says, you know, um, you depart from me. There's a place for you because I was hungry and you didn't feed me. And I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. And I was a stranger, you didn't take me. And I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was sick, you didn't visit me. I was in prison and you didn't come see me. And they said, wait, what? When did you, when did we? And he says, he replied, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And Proverbs says, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. You know when you don't help the poor, oppression is part of that story. There's a lot of ways our world oppresses the poor. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. And so, so when we wrestle with this hesed word, this this Charistatus, this kindness, loving kindness, steadfast love, mercy. You see that God aims this incredible love at us, and then he, through us, shares it with brothers and sisters and those who struggle alike, right? And so this morning, I just want to remind you that there is incredible hope. There's incredible hope in God developing his fruit of kindness in you. He intends to do it. If you're his child, he means to do it. The call for us is, do we slow down enough to allow him to do it? Because kindness is one of those things that when you allow him to start working in it, it's like patience. Things are about to get a little uncomfortable, right? It's a, things are going to be different here now. Someone else is moving in, and this isn't going to be the same. Kindness will change how you spend your money. It'll change how you spend your time. It'll change how you look at poor people, people not like you, people who are deep in sin, people who you never wanted to be around before, people who offend you, betray you, and everything else. Kindness. The kindness of God will change everything about you. 
And that's exactly what he wants to do for us. If you're here today struggling in any way, one of our elders will come forward with you. If you come forward, they'll pray with you and encourage you about how God develops his kindness in you. If you're not a son or daughter of God today, you know, we talked already about the raising up. He raised you up and seated you. You can come forward. He'll, you can be immersed into him. All those true things are true that he is the good news. He is the savior of the world. And you die to yourself through baptism, raised to a new life. One of these elders will do that for you today. Whatever your desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing. There's a fountain free, tis for you and me. Let us haste, so haste to its spring. Tis the fountain of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you.
is very long and just keeps growing. I want to add to the sick list Amy McClurg. Um, she had a, um, a heart attack, and she's at OSU now, so let's remember her in our prayers. Um, Donnie Miller is still sick, so we need to continue to remember uh, Don and the family in our prayers. Um, remember uh, Eugene Reisner. Is there any report, any update on Eugene this morning? Okay, there you are. I didn't see you. keep praying. Everybody just keep praying for Eugene. You know, Eugene is, uh, he's just a behind-the-scenes man, and uh, you probably don't realize all the things that he does here for us as a congregation, so uh, I know he would appreciate our prayers. Remember Nola Kelly um, and our sister Rose Havens? She's still having the issue with pain in her face. Um, Ladies' Craft Night, February the 6th. Girls' Lock-In had to be rescheduled to February the 10th due to a power failure here at the building. Winterfest is February 17th through the 19th, and all the information is right there on the bulletin. The uh, <clears throat> AAA Fall Prevention Class, Mondays, March 6th, and through April 24th, uh, 12.30 to 2.30, plenty of room. Home groups are starting March 19th, and we've got the list out there. We've got some homes on there already, and we're very thankful for that. Uh, just continue to sign up, and uh, we, we don't have the material yet, but I'm sure we will uh, much in advance of our home groups. And Howe's Mill update is going to be Sunday morning, April 16th. Uh, there's going to be a, a man, Austin Archie from the Howe's Mill, will be here and have a brief presentation after worship. And the February item for uh, Midwestern is snack-sized fruit and pudding cups, and there's a uh, box back there for that. <clears throat> we interviewed, um, you know, we always get the question, when are we going to hire a preacher? <laughs> we, we don't have a magic answer for that, but we've been working on it and praying fervently. But um, the elders and Jamie and Tim, we all met Monday evening, and... Uh, we talked for an hour and a half to this, this young man, John Paul Suchecki. He is from Warrens, he's not, not from, he's in Warrensburg, Missouri, uh, where he's working there as a, as a full-time minister. We're going to invite him or have invited him for March the 12th. So if you keep your calendar open for that date, March the 12th, um, we want everyone to be here. Uh, we're going to have him speak that morning uh, have a fellowship dinner after that is uh, service is over come back for a second message 
and then have our evening services with a third message from him. So try to open up your calendar for that. We really need your input. We need your prayer. And uh, to make sure this is the man that, uh, that God wants here. He is highly educated. Uh, for the past five years, he says, I've been working with the Warrensburg Church of Christ as a minister, preacher. Um, before that, <clears throat> my wife, a native Tennessean, and I spent a few years doing uh, family life ministry in Florida, five years as missionaries in China mainland. Uh, we have helped create two independent house churches, studied the Bible with countless individuals, opened our home to, for study about God and the Bible, and have it, the pleasure of leading many people to Christ. My time as a teacher and missionary focused on God, community, and family, all the values I know are important to the church. Um, so he's only 39 years old, so when you look at his resume, um, it, it's, it's a pretty full resume for somebody that's 39 years old. I mean, he spent five years in the missionary field alone. Um, if you want to read this further, you can ask me for it, or I'll just lay it down back there on the, on the bench. We've all got them, uh, copies of, uh, of the uh, resume. But if you would, please take time and pray. We've been very cautious. There's a lot of crazy doctrine out there. I mean, a lot of crazy doctrine. We had a man that we were interested in, and now you know, since we're doing online, everybody else is doing online, and you go back and listen to these guys, and I remember one, we'd, we were kind of in, interested in talking to him, but I sat over there in the office one day, and I listened to four of his lessons and in this one lesson, just, I don't know where it came from, out of the dark, he's like, when we're resurrected, we're going to have flesh and bone, but we won't have blood. And I'm like, what? Where did that come from? And then we're all going to be called up to meet Jesus in the air. The earth is going to be restructured, and we're all coming back down here to live on this earth. And I'm like, I heard all I needed to hear, and so did the rest of the guys. So... That's why we want you here. We want your prayers. Um, you'll have time to spend with his, him uh, while he is here. He does have uh, his wife and his two sons. Uh, both of his boys have been baptized. I believe one's 12 and one's 9. So uh, pretty strong Christian family. He, he converted to the Church of Christ. He's not a uh, grown-up, died-in-the-wool Church of Christ person, but he, he is uh, a member now. Okay, I wanted to read here. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, gaily living in splendor every day. And a certain poor man named Lazarus was laid at his feet, covered with sores, longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now it came about that the poor man died, and he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now 
he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed, in order that those who wish to come over from here to you may not be, may not be able, and that none may, be, may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that they may, be, that they may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, Even if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. Let's all get uh, pray. Father, we're thankful for the day you blessed us with. Thank you for our time here. Thank you for the word that's been shared. Thank you, Father, for, uh, for good fellowship. Thank you, Father, for your Son who gave his life for us, for your Holy Spirit who dwells in us, for your angels that minister to us, and your word that teaches us. Father, we just continue to pray for our brother Eugene Reisner. We're praying that you will lift him up, Father, and strengthen his body and his mind. Please comfort his family. Be with Donnie Miller, Father. Let's pray that you would, uh, would heal him, Father, and strengthen his family. And, Father, for this Amy McClurg, Father, that the very best treatment would be given to her as possible. And we just continue to pray for PJ and for Nola and for Rose Havens and all those on our sick list, Father. Guide us through this day and help us to use it in a right way. Help us to make it back here tonight, Father, to participate in the class. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You got to take, take the Lord with you.